today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. But economists don't expect the central bank to pull the trigger when it announces its next interest rate decision on Wednesday, just one week after new data showed the Canadian economy is still growing. Statistics Canada recently reported real gross domestic product grew at an annualized rate of 3.1% during the first quarter, beating out expectations. TD Director of Economics James Orlando says a rate hike is in the realms of possibility this summer, but he says the central bank will likely want more time to assess the state of the economy and signal the rate hike to financial markets. Brenda Molina Navidad, The Canadian Press. Thank you, Brenda. This is the Bill Kelly Show, 980 CFPL in London, 900 CHML Hamilton. So what's going on here? The Bank of Canada is going to make an announcement. Are they going to uh, stay, just keep the status quo, or are they going to react and respond to uh, to the fact that uh, we're apparently not doing well? We're not getting the result. I don't know whether or not we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, but, you know, it's supposed to be a good news story when the economy is uh, doing well. But uh, now we're wondering just uh, what are the consequences of that. Let's ask our next guest about that. He is Moshe Lander, who is a senior economics lecturer with Concordia University. Moshe, thank you so much for the time. Uh, great to have you with us again today. Good morning. We, we've been bad people here. We're spending money. We're, we're boosting the economy. Uh, what's wrong with us here? And what, what are we going to do? Are we going to pay a price for this? Yeah, last time we're talking, we're talking about are we going to head for a recession? Now we're saying that we're growing. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong with the fact that the economy grew every time that I've been coming on for the last six months. The word that I keep using consistency or consistently is resilience. And so, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's another sign that the economy is just not slowing down the way that all of those interest rates uh, would have expected the, the economy to slow down. But I, I, I don't think that uh, this is going to necessitate uh, an increase in the interest rate this week. Well, let's ask, uh, talk about that because I mean, I've I've heard you know pros and cons to that. I mean, if if the Bank of Canada is going to stick to their guns and say you know this is what we need to do, uh, you would think that yeah they're leading towards one more bump. But uh, I, I'm now I'm starting as you said as we got later into the weekend, starting to hear some vibe that you know maybe he's just going to hold off on this and let's let's see what happens in June. Uh, what's the rush? <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. We've been talking uh, multiple times that interest rate increases take about 18 to 24 months to have their full effect. So even if you increased interest rates this week, it doesn't mean that the economy is going to slow down on Thursday. It's going to still take 18 to 24 months out, which means that this interest rate increase would be targeted towards having its maximum impact at the end of 2024, the beginning of 2025. So, you know, I, I think that these are uh, a set of data points rather than maybe a trend. And I, I think that what the Bank of Canada wants to see is the interest rate increases that came in the middle of 2022, the really big increases, the one full percentage point, the 75 basis points, Let's see how those finish playing out before we start racing to increase interest rates again. Which makes all kinds of sense, I think, to an awful lot of people. Uh, I think I mentioned to you last week, I know some, actually a couple of people now, families that are going to see their friendly bankers today about renewing mortgages. Uh, that's that's another topic altogether. But I mean, you know, you, you, when you hike like that, you wonder, okay, what's going to be happening here? Uh, how, do you, how do you try to get your head around what's going on here? Uh, you know, when you when we have an economy that seems to be performing well, I mean, you know, any other time, uh, you know, we'd be talking about, hey, you know, we're in pretty good shape here, but employment is up. Uh, you know, we're spending money these days, probably that we shouldn't be spending. I don't know if we're paying or borrowing to do that, but we're spending it. Uh, that should be a good news story. 
I, I guess the question we're asking here is, as you mentioned, it takes 12 to 15 months for some of these rate hikes to take in a, a, an impact or have an impact rather. So is the decline in inflation that we've seen over the last couple of months, especially from 8.1 down to about 4.3 or wherever we are right now, is that got anything at all to do with those interest rate hikes? Because mathematically it shouldn't because those things haven't had any impact yet. Well, it, it actually is having some of the impact because remember that the interest rate increases began in uh, early 2022. So if you go out about 18 months, that lands us in the summer of this year. Um, so as those interest rate increases slowly start to take effect uh, and impact, we would see that inflation is coming down. Uh, but remember that one of the other sources of inflation was not just from the demand side, but it was from the supply side. And we kept talking about these stories relating to supply chain disruptions and uh, issues in finding uh, sources of supply to, to get goods onto the shelves. Uh, all it takes is one trip to the store and you don't tend to see those uh, half empty shelves or those entire sections of a, a grocery store that are missing things. So that too is, is part of the, the solution that we're seeing now. Uh, that's not due to interest rates. So as the economy is starting to reorient itself back to maybe a pre-COVID sort of economy, uh, our behavior is starting to orient back towards that way. And I, I think that that's why we're seeing that that resilience is going on. Uh, the other thing, too, is we've been talking about labor shortages for a long time now, uh, going back into like the beginning of COVID. And I, I think that that's what's giving the labor market its strength is that businesses are still on the hunt to try and find people to make sure that their supply chains aren't disrupted, to make sure that they can go back to opening seven days a week instead of five days a week or six days a week, the way we saw uh, restaurants behaving uh, in the immediate post-COVID uh, behavior. So a number of your colleagues are starting to kind of back away from this idea that we're going to, you know, just kind of ease right into a, a recession from here. Uh, some are suggesting, well, maybe later this year. Some are suggesting early 2024. Some are suggesting it may not happen at all. What, what's your read on this? Well, we'll always have a recession. That's that, you know, that's the uh, every time we hear that we've tamed inflation or we've tamed the business cycle or we've we've solved an economics problem that will never happen again. Uh, it always gets the better of us. So there will be a recession at some point. Uh, I was never a big believer that we were going to have one uh, in the first half of this year. And I, I guess since there's only about 25 days left, uh, I, I can stand by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if we have a recession, I've always said it'll be mild and short. And so there's still uh, a chance that that could happen in the second half of this year when those interest rates from last year really take an effect, especially the Bank of Canada signals that uh, inflation is not tamed and they're going to continue to raise interest rates. That could knock a little bit of the optimism out of the economy too. Uh, but we'll probably have something resembling a recession within the next 12 months, but it'll be mild, it'll be short. And as you and I have said, it, it's not your grandfather's recession that we're going to experience. And, and this is cyclical anyway, isn't it? I mean, we keep anticipating and, and, and trying to apportion blame for the good, the bad, and the ugly of the economy. Uh, the economy is going to go cyclical no matter what. We just don't know exactly how severe when one of those blips either upward or downward happens, do we? That's exactly it, right? It's called the business cycle for a yeah. reason, right? So what goes up must come down. It's just that when it comes down, it doesn't go down as far as it goes up. And that's why we see economic growth. But uh, that's the unfortunate thing with the business cycle is that at least as far as the timing, it's unpredictable. You know, Australia went almost four decades without a recession. So like it will come eventually. 
Uh, we're just not sure when it's going to come. And so you can't necessarily walk around with doom and gloom and saying, well, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, otherwise, that self-fulfilling prophecy is going to make it happen sooner than later. Uh, but, you know, you go about your business understanding that at some point there will be a downtime. And I, I think that's kind of a philosophy for life, right? You're going to have good days and bad days. You just don't know when the bad day is going to come. Well, yeah, and as you mentioned, food prices are still driving that, uh, but even more so is getting in the car to drive to the grocery store seems to be a problem now because of the price of gasoline, and we're told that's not going to have an impact. Or uh, I, I down to trend rather anytime soon too. But when we have things like that, does it does it alter our spending habits? Is there a chance that uh, summertime and maybe we're not going to travel as much? Maybe we're not going to go and spend a couple of nights in a hotel or a resort uh, simply because of the price of gasoline and and, and the cost of food. It can, right? I mean, at some point, our disposable income is finite. And so if you find that it keeps eating into uh, your disposable income at the grocery store and at the gas pump, then you have to find economies elsewhere. Even if you say that, well, no, Canadians are running up crazy levels of debt. Uh, at some point, there is a debt ceiling, at least for us personally, if not for our government. Uh, and at that point, then we have to say, all right, enough's enough. Uh, we're not going to make that trip or we're going to do a staycation instead of going further afield. Uh, but you, you do have to adjust at some point. You have to live within uh, your means. Well, uh, we're learning to do that, I guess, given the circumstances. I, the, the, I want to talk to you about the debt ceiling, too, but we're kind of tight on time this morning. I, I maybe pursue that a little later on with another conversation because there's so much discussion about that south of the border. We don't have one here. And maybe we should. Some economists are saying it might not be a bad idea. Uh, but, but we'll ponder that for a little while and maybe get into greater detail. Thanks, as always, for this, Moshe. I always appreciate our conversations. Anytime. Take care. Moshe Lander, of course, from uh, Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.